This is an ACB community call presented by American Council of the Blind. This Unmute Presents Community Call was hosted on Tuesday, August 23rd, 2022. Perfect, Travis. Thanks for that. And uh, Marty, go for it. All right, everybody. Welcome to another Tuesday. And I got a couple announcements here right off of the top. The first one is I want to just remind everyone that let's let everyone get their questions one time through. So if you have a second question, we'll get to it if we have no questions left and we were able to get through everybody. So just be cognizant of that. The uh, second thing I have for you today is the September 13th Blind Shell Classic 2 event will be here, same place, same time, September 13th. So pay attention to that. We're going to have some more uh, announcements as we get a little bit closer to it, but that is coming September 13th. And then also, I wanted to remind everybody about... uh, Bits tonight is Herbie's doing an event. Uh, He's going to be talking about apps and uh, how to get them on your iOS devices. So that's going to be at 8 Eastern, 5 West. So check out Bits tonight if uh, you're interested in Herbie's apps for iOS devices tonight. And with that, Michael, what do you got? Well... I have that if you have any questions or want to follow up with us, you, of course, can always unmute or email unmutepresents at gmail.com. And yet the other thing that I want to let you know is at some point, these Unmute Presents community calls will be in the community podcast feed for ACB Media. So if you miss something or you want to go back and listen, they get edited pretty much right after we get off these calls, uh, sent over to the team, and then they uh, will be sent out for people's consumption. Uh, Marty, do you want me to just jump into this first topic? Yeah, why don't we talk about that? It's pretty important. So let's yeah, yeah go for it. So uh, first of all, I want to thank Carrie for forwarding an email reminding me of this because it was something I thought about talking about. Uh, but when I saw her email, I wanted to mention it. Uh, So I'm going to read this headline. It's Apple security flaw may allow hackers full control of devices. And that does sound a little scary, um, but but there is a a fix out there. And all you need to do is make sure that your devices are all updated. This does affect iPhones from 2015 uh, to today. It affects iPads from 2014 through to today. And I believe the uh, earliest update that you can do is if you're on Monterey on the Mac. Uh, What this is, is it does affect WebKit, which is what renders web pages on your iOS device or your iPhone device. Um, So Safari and and apps that have like a browser inside of them as well. So uh, primary, the biggest thing to, to be conscientious of is make sure that you're on iOS 15.6.1. And Marty, how do I see what version of iPhone, iOS I have? And then we'll go to Beth's question. You would go into Settings, General, Software, Update. If you have an update there, then it'll show you that you have an update. It'll give you the information. And then uh, if you scroll down a little bit, it'll show you Download and Install. If you already have installed it, 
then there won't be any information there. It will give you the number of the update that you're currently on, and it will say that you have no updates. You're currently updated. So again, that number is 15.6.1 is the latest. Beth, how can we help you? Oh, what, what, what was that? You were just saying my voiceover, Kenneth. I was calling on you to answer your question because no, you well, had your yeah, hand up. Yeah, no, but I mean, be, before that with the hmm. iPhones that um, you said this may sound kind of scary. What, oh. what was so, yeah. so I'll just recap it real quick. Uh, so primarily, you just want to make sure that you do any software updates that you have on your phone. Uh, so you would go to settings, general software update and make sure that you have the latest version, which again is version 15.6.1. And that will make sure that you are up to date. Uh, and all the security patches are applied to your phone. Okay. And I also my question is, um, I called Apple regarding, you know, how you set an alarm and, and I want to change the the <clears throat> setting the alarm part song and mm-hmm. it won't let me say, it will just say dismiss pop-up window and I call and, um, oh, you need to update, you need need to um, free your, your storage, which I did and it still did the same thing. So is that an iOS, probably an iOS kind of problem? Because so I want to be able to, yeah. Walk me through the process you're using right now to set your your tone on your alarm because it's, there should be a save button there. Yeah, yeah, there is. Um, I go to the alarm and I, you know, check it. And then if I want a different tone for it, I go edit alarm mm-hmm. and <clears throat> and I choose, like it says, pick a song. I choose a song, but it doesn't do the save you know, it doesn't save when I choose the song, but it saves it if I edit it and don't change anything. So that's <laughs> that's hard to figure out. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure. So so if you don't change anything, what is it saving then? It does well then I then I just save it, you know, you know, to make, make sure it saves. But before I that think I see, saves. Yep, I think I see what's going on. Just give me one quick moment while I check this. Um because I think I know so if you touch towards the top of the screen, when you make a change to your to your uh, tones, you'll hear it say dismiss, right? That's what's happening. Yeah. Um, slide your finger to the right. Don't flick, but slide your finger to the right edge of your phone and then slide your finger down. And you should feel if you have vibration or haptics turned on, you should feel a brief vibration. You'll hear a sound and the save button will be right there. If you touch above the save button, then the only thing it's going to show you is the option to dismiss, which is equivalent to canceling. Um, so oh. try that and let us know if that works for you, because I think that's what's happening is your fingers getting above the buttons in order to save the op- uh, save. Oh. If you try flicking from there, it will not go to the save button. It'll just stay on that dismiss button. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do have a, a motor my hands jerk a little bit so that could be happening but yeah i'll try so after the dismiss i would feel a vibration so so what you would do is you would feel the dismiss button you would slide your finger over towards the right of your phone and then down a little bit and you should find the save button just remember you can't flick from dismiss you need to find the save button and you should be good to go okay okay cool yeah thanks i'll try that no problem. I wanted to remind everyone to raise your hands with tech questions, whatever it may be, you know. So if you got them, raise your hands and we'll work through them. <clears throat> Karen, you are next. 
Hi, Michael, Marty, and everyone. My question is about password managers. I've been using 1Password for about a year, and it wants to update to a new version. So I was wondering, is that accessible, or is there another option for both Windows and iOS? So, Marty, do you want to take this, or do you want me to? Go for it. Okay, because I don't, I don't remember if you're using 1Password or not. I'm 1Password not. recently had an update uh, October of last year, actually, to 1Password 8. And I'm guessing right now, Karen, you're on 1Password 7. Are you seeing that update on your phone as well? Yes, it's coming both places. Yeah. I've been afraid to do it. Yeah, so this is one of those instances where, I mean, I don't necessarily recommend... So, so let me uh, take a step back. 1Password 8 is more of what's called an Electron app. That means that they brought the web interface into their application, which is not always necessarily good. If you're a JAWS user or an NVDA user on Windows, uh, I find the experience to be better to disable virtual viewer or disable browse mode, dependent on your screen reader with JAWS key Z or NVDA key space. And then you can use your arrow keys like you normally would. It will be a different experience. And they are working out a couple of the quirks. So unless it becomes uh, super annoying, I do recommend just sticking with 1Password 7, which is still being supported, not necessarily updated. But that's what they call 1Password Classic. I still have 1Password 7 on my uh, Windows 11 computer and my uh, iPhone right now. I also have heard with the new technology, if you were to update, uh, it's pretty clunky from what I hear from yep. a lot of people and runs pretty slow. So I, I would agree. I would say don't update now. Or if you're thinking about updating, maybe look at other options because uh, the update isn't really that great right now. What are our other options for accessibility? LastPass is fairly accessible from what I understand. Um, and... What's that open source? Bitwarden is fairly accessible. And Bitwarden is a free solution. But of course, you don't have the convenience. Uh, I don't know. Let me rephrase that. I don't know how Bitwarden's synchronization process works and how much that costs to synchronize your passwords between devices. Okay. Well, Michael, you're still using it. So I guess I'll stick with it for the time being. <laughs> yeah, you you should be good to go. And uh, definitely let us know if you have any other questions. And of course, if something changes, we'll be sure to, we'll be sure to share that if I can Thank talk. you so much. Thanks yeah, no so problem. Much. Good luck. Thank you. All right. Travis, who do we have next? Jonathan. Hello. Hey, Jonathan. How you doing? I have a question. When you, on my Chromebook, it said no next table. What do I do? So when it says no next table, um, is that when you're pressing like NT or what are you pressing when you get that? Uh, so it's the key, key button right above the shift key and the T. Okay. So, so if there's no next table, then that means there's no more tables. What I do then is I do uh, the, that's the uh, Chrome Vox key, shift T, and that should take you to the previous table. Shift, shift T. Okay, thanks. Yep. No problem. All right. Hey, Nancy. Hey there. How you doing? <laughs> that was that was quick, <laughs> or that was that was <laughs> unexpected. Anyway, um, so uh, how do I use a Bluetooth Braille keyboard and with um, apps that that have direct touch? So, what's an example of an app that you're talking about? Uh, well, let's see. All of the blindfold apps have direct touch. RS Games is direct uh, touch. Any of the apps like gotcha. that. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So 
I don't I don't know if you can, and I'm pulling up because I know which keyboard you're talking about. You're talking about the Orbit Rider. So I'm looking to see if I can find any information on that right now. So if you stick around, I will come up with an answer for you in a moment. Is your okay. issue that it's not working at all? Or what, what is the issue? I'm just trying to get it to... Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't totally work. I mean, with a regular Bluetooth keyboard, you can hit quick nav on or quick nav off and you can then you're either in where you can either write in, in an edit text field or you're in where you can arrow up and down and move around the app itself. Mm-hmm. And when you're in direct touch, um, it's kind of trickier to get that, but you can get it like with the Logitech keyboard that I've got. I can go into the those apps and, and use it. But with the, uh, I haven't figured it out with Braille displays or or this the Orbit Writer, which I just got for my birthday. So yeah, I'm. So it's not working with Braille displays either. I haven't. I haven't been able to to get it to work. But then, I don't know if so, there's something because they don't have the Braille displays. Don't have the arrow keys and all that like this thing does. But gotcha. One other thing because I'm not finding any. Uh, any good references through the documentation that I have. So yeah. what I what I would recommend doing is, and I can get you the phone number if you would like, Apple Accessibility might be able to tell you if there's a Braille command to switch to direct touch support. Have you tried reaching out to them by chance? Oh, no, I haven't. And I, I do have their number. So yeah. yeah. So that's, that's what yeah, I would do. Cool. I would tell them, hey, I'm trying to use a Braille display with direct with uh, apps that support voiceover and direct touch and ask them if they know of a Braille command to switch into a direct touch support mode. Or if anyone else has an idea, feel free to raise your hand and uh, share it with us and Nancy. All right. Cool. Thanks, Thank Nancy. you, guys. Who Good luck. Next, Travis? Awesome. Thank you. Chanel. Hey, Chanel. Hello. Does she have an answer? Oh. <laughs> um, to what? I, I use one password, but I don't know. Oh. I don't know enough about the Orbit Writer. I tried it and didn't like it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, Anyways, how can we help you, Chanel? Well, so I got a new Windows computer a couple of days ago and I've kind of nice. I, yeah, I'm what did you get? We gotta know. Um, so based on like Tim, what's his name? Cummings recommendation and just things uh a Lenovo. Um okay. And it's the Legion. I just got, you know, because I was trying to look for one without a touch thing. Because I'm not really, uh-huh. I mean, not that I'm going to use the keyboard that much. But um, it's pretty good. So how, one thing I was really surprised kind of about Windows is, you know, how I didn't realize that Microsoft inadvertently kept a backup copy of your settings. Because even, it, you know, it has the backup copy from my windows on on the mac and wanted to restore but then i was hmm. doing some stuff and um how much is one drive i mean i always get rid of one drive but then so it i don't want to go into a whole complicated slew of stuff but basically <laughs> when i was creating my account it renamed mm-hmm. it always renames me as chain c-h-a-n-e no matter no matter what computer and so i was you know trying to follow the process to to fix that well i kind of learned that your desktop and different things are not just stored in the good old users and your username folder anymore. They're stored in OneDrive, which created Mm -hmm. a whole bunch of mess. So Mm -hmm. I guess, um, yeah, how much um, is OneDrive now like an essential component of Windows 11 that if you get rid of, you're kind of screwed or? It's part of 365, so. Right, which I have, yeah. Right, and and of course you get the two terabytes per user uh, on that and everything. Uh, First of all, 
Uh, it's not just you that I, I didn't realize that, but yeah, it takes the first five letters of your name. My user account is Mitchie, M-I-C-H-A. Okay. And I, I, I always try to fix that, but then that gets me into more trouble, even though I do everything that they say online and Mm -hmm. I I've gotten, and then I'm also having another problem where I copy text from an Outlook email into a Word document. It used to be no problem. All the formatting would keep. I have checked the settings in paste and keep source, you know, formatting, all that's checked. It doesn't do that. But if it's a forward, it'll keep the text. If I click forward and then copy, select and copy. So don't, I'm just having some weird, I fixed some accessibility settings that I'd accidentally changed, but (laughs) I'm just having some weird things right now, but it's still a good, I like it. But yeah, I was just wondering how essential OneDrive is. And um, one thing I will tell you, Chanel, to think about is, um, you know, because a lot of stuff backs up into OneDrive and you do, if you have a 365 account, get one terabyte. Right. If you ever get rid of it, you need to make sure you have that stuff somewhere and you probably don't want right. to dump everything onto the internal drive. So It's maybe in Dropbox. If... I, I use oh, Dropbox. There you go. That's my good. preferred. Awesome. Yeah. So All you, right. Um, and to answer your, your ultimate question that you asked, they are not super essential. Um, you, there is a way to separate and just store your files because I don't store my document. I'm a little weird. Uh, I store my documents in Google Drive under a folder called Documents. And that's right. where I, and I have a shortcut in my Documents folder on my computer that's called mm-hmm. Documents in case I end up there. Uh, because yeah. I always want access on whatever device I'm using to whatever documents yeah. I'm working on. But you don't, there is a way, and I don't remember off the top of my head, that you can disconnect OneDrive from your user account. So you don't have to use it. But yeah. Yeah. And I tried to change the location of the desktop. But in that process, every time now I load my desktop, I keep getting documents and pictures <laughs> folders. So I've really created a mess. So anyway, um, yeah, I'll figure out how to solve my mess eventually. But I just thought I'd mention that. And thank you. And yeah. congratulations on, on your new computer. Person. Thanks. <laughs> All right, All right, Travis, Travis who do we got next? Who we have next? Yeah. Diane. Oh, hey, Diane Scalzi. Diane, unmute. you're still muted. And that's your only hand right now. There Never we mind. go. I finally there you go, it. Hey, guys. Yeah, how you doing? Uh-huh. Good. I was just getting ready to uh, nuke something, so you got me just in time. Anyway, um, I have <laughs> I have a few comments. Um, and one of the first one, maybe... This sound maybe this sounds crazy, um, but I like app uh, iCloud Keychain so much that I even add passwords that I use on my Windows computer to iCloud Keychain because it's just easier to find passwords in there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if I want to look them up. Um, and the other thing I have on my phone, my husband and I are getting ready to take a cruise, and um, Princess has this app called medallion class and you're supposed to do everything on there you know both when you're on the ship and off the ship and uh in the on the keyboard or on the screen it has this thing called direct touch area Mm -hmm. and i don't i do not of course i don't know anything about what direct touch area is but we're both i think maybe trying to disable it and um so i'm wondering if First of all, what does it do, and you know, is it usable to us when we when we're using Voiceover? And so, if not, how do we get rid of it? So you can't get rid of it. Um, the, the the best thing. Um, let me 
preface this by saying I have not downloaded this app, so I don't have any direct experience with it. However, it sounds like what their programmers did is made it so there's direct touch. Uh, which when voiceover recognizes a direct touch area, it means that voiceover expects you to interact with the app directly. So it's used a lot of times in a accessible game where you can just flick up or flick down and that won't interact with voiceover at all. Um, so I don't know why the Princess app has this and I would definitely see if they have a, a accessibility team or someone in their accessibility department to find out what options you may have because it sounds like this may not be an accessible solution for you. If you contact yeah. customer service, they should guide you to the uh, people yeah, that well, can help you. Yeah, we've been doing you. that many times anyway because of various things that have been happening with our booking. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, and, and they do apparently have an accessibility email address that my mm. husband has already written to. So he may have already asked them there that we go. question. Um. And then related to iCloud Keychain, that is a good solution that I often forget about. There is a add-on for Microsoft Edge and Google Chrome that will allow you to tie into your iCloud Keychain. It would not work for my scenario, but if you're just using anyone out there who's using iOS and Windows, that could be a good free password manager. Uh, just know that at this point, to the best of my knowledge, there's not access to your password data if you use an Android device. Okay, so you're saying that there's, uh, would I go into the uh, Microsoft App Store to get it? Or yep, you would go into the Microsoft App Store, uh, and then you would type in iCloud, and that would bring up the iCloud control panel. You would download that, and you would install it, and then you would have to sign in with your Apple ID and password, and it may send you a two-factor key. Uh, and then when you install that, it'll ask you what you want to set up. And by default, everything is checked, including passwords. And I believe if I remember right, because it's been a while since I did it, there's a button that says uh, browser extension and you choose that and it'll open your default browser and walk you through installing the extension. So that way you can automatically fill in your passwords from the iCloud control panel. Ah, and it'll put all of them, all of them in there. Yep. It'll just carry them all over. Okay. Okay, yeah. well, I, I, I maybe will um, give that a try. Um, I don't like, I, I, I've not had good experiences with the um, Microsoft App Store, but maybe if I can just search for it and it comes up easily, you know, so I can the do it. Fastest way to do it is when you open Microsoft, uh, Microsoft Store, hit Control F, and that'll put you in an edit field for find. And you just type in iCloud. Well, that's the edit field for search. And you type in iCloud control panel or just iCloud and press enter. And the first result should be the iCloud control panel. Press enter again and then tab to install. All right. I will, I will give that a try. Thanks a lot. No yep. problem. Good and luck. Beth, you are next. You are muted, Beth. Okay. Um, yeah, I I had a question. Um, it's about it's a computer question. Um, when I was uh, playing around with um, Bonesy's Media Downloader, or, um, it uh, now my computer instead of saying when it goes to the um, uh, like if I want to look up something, it it doesn't say Untitled Google Chrome. I'm using Google Chrome, but it says Untitled Microsoft Edge in one more page. How can I uh, change that? Somehow I must have screwed something up when I was doing Ponty's because um, I don't use Edge. It doesn't. Uh, last time I checked, Maxis they said it doesn't work. Gotcha. 
So what it sounds like may have happened, and I don't use Ponzi's media downloader, um, so so hopefully what I tell you is correct. Although Chanel has her hand up. If she has a comment, I'll let her jump in there. Uh, no, oh. sorry. Okay, okay. I just want to make sure you <laughs> I just need comment. to put my hand down and, and maybe, yeah. I thought of something else for later for a question, okay. but yeah, I can okay. be la- well, later in the queue. Yeah, I just want to make sure you aren't trying to ask uh, or trying to answer <laughs> that. So appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so what you can do though, Beth, is if you hit control I, um, that'll put you into your settings and you can type in default and then press down arrow twice, possibly. Um, and then you'll be able to choose uh, what you want to set defaults for. So I'm pressing my down arrow and I'm looking for the one that says. You're, you're looking for what? Uh, I, I was looking down through the list right now so I can tell you exactly what it says. Um, so right here, I found Google Chrome. And if I press enter on Google Chrome, and I'll summarize this here in a moment for you as well. There's an option that says make Google Chrome your default browser. So again, what we did is we pressed Windows key plus I, that put us in a search field. We type in the word default and down arrow until we hear uh, set default applications. Then I down arrowed till I found Google Chrome and I pressed enter and that said, would you like to set Google Chrome as your default browser? And if I would have pressed enter again, it would have set it as my default browser. Okay, so yeah, yeah, that's probably, maybe I just accidentally pressed a, um, the wrong keys or something, but I'll, and, I'll give that a sh- uh, You said Windows I, and then you said Control-I, so nope, is it... Nope, to- nope. So, so I'll repeat it one more time, Beth, but if you send us an email to unmutepresent at gmail.com, uh, I can send you a link to a demonstration of me doing it so you can follow along on my computer, sure. okay? So okay. Uh, what you do is you hit Windows key plus the letter I, that opens settings. So Windows key I opens settings. That puts you in a search field. You type default and then press down arrow and you'll find an option that says default apps. Press okay. enter. You Google. press enter and then down arrow to Google Chrome. Press enter and accept that you want it to be your default browser. Right. Okay. All right, no, Beth. Okay, thanks. No problem. I appreciate it. Chanel, yeah. you are next. Okay, can you hear me? Yep, we can hear you. All right, is there a good rule of thumb for determining what programs you... Oh, you disappeared. Uh-oh. I think she just got booted. Uh, sorry, Chanel. Travis is muting you. Can you hear me you. again? <laughs> yes. Yeah, we yes. can hear you. Okay, is there a default rule of thumb for figuring out which programs on a new computer you can get rid of? Um, Ooh, that lovely bloatware. Yeah, like, you know, I've got a lot of MPEG-1, MPEG-2, whatever video... I've. I did get rid of the Lenovo stuff, but I've also got like Dolby Vision, NVIDIA, this, NVIDIA. So just trying to figure... NVIDIA is for your graphics card. I probably would not get rid of NVIDIA. Yeah, I didn't think so. So (laughs) I keep all NVIDIA and Dolby items uh, when when it comes... Because Dolby is what's going to process your sound. NVIDIA is your video. Okay. Um, And... I leave the... Well, no, I don't. So I have a Lenovo laptop that I remove the Lenovo whatever Vantage. software. Yes, yes. Yeah. Because that is not very user-friendly. It's with not. Jazz. I tried it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Mainly the the uh, when, uh, NVIDIA and the Dolby will keep will be good. Um, I There is antivirus that comes on um, Lenovo computers. I recommend Googling how to remove those and, unless you're going to use them. Because I did remove it already. Okay, and you use the tool to remove it? 
Uh, probably Because there is a tool for <laughs> some of the antiviruses that will actually remove all of it instead of just okay. removing the program from your install. Okay. And then, uh, for those who are curious, I just use Microsoft Defender now. I don't, I don't. I think it came, like I got another bet. My mom purchased this for me and there was an email she forwarded me about something from WebRoot that I think it just like, but that yeah. wasn't actually on the computer. I think uh, it was yeah. McAfee on the computer. Yep, you don't want to, if you're going to run an uh, antivirus, you want to run the one that's actually part of the operating system. It's going to be the most updated. The and defender. you don't want to, yeah, exactly. You don't yeah. want to run a second one because then you're going to have all kinds of problems. So I would say if you have any other ones, either turn them off or get rid of them and just stay with it's Defender. It's not about malware bytes, though, just to do an occasional scan because yeah. I do like malware bytes. Yeah, but, yeah, that's, yeah, that's not a bad one. And and then I'll, I'll stop talking after this. The other recommendation, re- recommendation that I have is... If in doubt, Google it and see, hey, is it okay to remove this application from my Lenovo laptop? Sure. Okay. I can do so, that. Thank you, Chanel. Yeah, Appreciate thank you. Appreciate it. And a uh, quick tip before I get to Bell's question for people on Windows. If you are like myself and have several different pro- uh, software apps that you want to install, like Reaper or NVDA or other uh, items that you always go to their web pages and install... If you go to ninite.com, I believe it is, and I'll check real quick right now, uh, you can check boxes that will allow you to create a installer. So um, the when with the download that I have, it installs NVDA, it installs Reaper, it installs VLC, and I think there's another one that it does. And so that's a good tip to have if you are, especially if you are restoring your computer, because yeah, so uh, it's it's a lot faster. Bell, you are next. Hey, Bell. You are muted, and it's N-I-N-I-T-E dot com. Oh, I forgot. There you go. There you are, okay. Bell. Hey, Bell. How you doing? <laughs> Hi. Uh, fine. Um, I have a question about the, first of all, a question about iPhones, and that is, what is the best way to, while I'm on a phone call, uh, keep the phone from ringing. I, I usually do a two-finger double tap. So and, I have a quick question. What do you mean by ringing? You don't want the phone I to mean, ring? I don't want the phone, I don't want to be interrupted. In other words, I, I don't want another phone call to come through and, and announce. Um, okay. Well, I can give you an easy trick for that one. Uh, you can turn on do not disturb. And when you're talking on the phone, you won't be bothered. It'll but I won't, send, I, it, okay, Okay, but I mean, when I'm if I get a phone call or something, how do I keep it from uh, right at the moment, right right at that time instead of turning? So yeah, so let's say you were let's say you're talking on the phone, right? You're okay. that your phone rings, everything's normal, right? You pick up uh-huh. the phone call, and now you're talking to that person. Uh huh. If you do not want to be bothered at that point, if you put your finger up at the very, very top of the screen where either the Wi-Fi, the time, the date, any of that stuff is, and then you do a three-finger swipe up from the bottom, you'll be in the control center, and you can click on Do Not Disturb. Okay. And you can leave that on while you're talking on the phone. And then when you're done and you want to go back to normal, you do the same thing. You put you know your finger up at the very, very top, 
somewhere up there, Wi-Fi, date, time, all the way at the top. Uh-huh. You do a three-finger swipe up from the bottom to open up Control Center and then turn off Do Not Disturb. And then you can go back to whatever you were doing and your phone will ring and act like it normally does. Now, what does the two-finger double tap do? I mean, that... If your phone is... So if your phone rings and you're getting a call, you can uh-huh. do a two-finger double tap to answer the phone. And then when you're yeah. done, you can do a two-finger double tap to hang up. Now, one thing I will tell you is that um, sometimes people will hang up faster than you can. And if you hit the two-finger double tap, it may start music or a podcast because yes. it also okay. starts and stops audio. So whatever audio you may be listening to, for example, music or a podcast, a two-finger double tap will start and, and pause it as well. One, okay. other, one other thing, Belle, if you just don't care about it and you never want to, to fiddle with that, but you also never want to take calls, you can go into settings and phone and tap on color, call waiting, and then you can turn it off in that setting. And then you just won't get interrupted with phone calls. But know that that turns it off globally. Um, and so you won't ever get calls while you're on another call. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, and also in the... I don't want to be that way, but I mean, sometimes I'm really intense, you know, really focused in on a call. Yeah. You know, it's just... There's also focus modes you can customize and only allow certain things in if that's what you want, like only emergency contacts or only certain people during the work time and have everyone else go to voicemail. So... You can create different profiles for different times of the day or different things you may be doing, or you can just have it all go off and have no one be able to get through. So the volume up or uh, it doesn't do anything. Is that right? I mean, it won't just click that phone, you know, automatically. Uh, volume. if So the volume will do what you're on. So if you're on a phone call and you pump up the volume, it, it'll pump up the volume on the phone call. Okay, if you're not if doing get, anything... Oh, go ahead. Uh, if I get a phone call, though, it won't turn i mean it won't automatically send them to the voicemail will it or 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 will it's, it if turning up the volume you know just press no, no, no. the volume one time no if you wanted to go to voice if you're talking to someone on the phone and for whatever reason another call comes through and you don't want to answer it what you can do is click the power button on the right side of your phone one time and that'll just send it to voicemail okay okay that that's probably what I'm going to be doing. <laughs> See, lots, lots of solutions. And this lots. next person, and, and I believe this next person may even have another suggestion. So uh, thanks, Belle. And thank Pam, you. It is your turn. Hey, Pam, how you doing? I'm doing well. Yes. As a matter of fact, I have another suggestion because I have this turned on most of the time, unless I'm expecting a call from an Uber driver or whatever. If you only want your phone to ring when it is someone who is in your contacts. You go into settings, go to phone, and scroll down to silence unwanted calls and turn that on. And you will get a notification in notification center that someone not in your contacts called in, but it will not cause your phone to ring. And the only time your phone will ring is when it's someone in your contacts. 
The one thing I will say that is a downfall to that that you need to keep yeah. in mind is if you're expecting a phone call from like, you know, oh, some yeah. sort of medical doctor or anything like yes. that, you need to turn it off because they always Absolutely. call from some back office number that yeah. you yeah. don't know what it is. So if you have mm-hmm. that on, you may miss that call. Yeah. Thank you. Well, if, if I'm expecting a call that I don't know the phone number, I will temporarily turn that off. But most of the time I have it turned on because I get a lot of junk. I get a lot of spam calls. You and I both, yeah, Pam. You and that. I both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks, Pam. And another You're thing welcome. about that is those calls will also show up in your call history, too, uh, just so oh, people yes. aren't in aware. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. So right. I'm not seeing any other. Yeah, we got Bell. right. oh, uh, Bell's hand went back oh, up. Bell. <laughs> Bell. Oh, okay. What can I do? This is on my computer. Um, with a security suite pops up and it says something about blocking. Uh, We blocked something. Now I have a very old computer and it is uh, Windows 10, Microsoft 16. I'm sorry. I I can't get it. I mean, right now there's nothing I can do. I just updated JAWS to 2022. Um, So what is this security pop-up? What should I do about it? How do I handle it? It, it almost sounds like a third-party tool. Um, and so I'm not 100% sure what it is. So what I would recommend doing, unless this next person who we call on has an idea, <laughs> is uh, reach out to Microsoft Disability Answer Desk, uh, especially the next time that it comes up. That way they can remote into your computer. And if it's something that needs to be removed, they can help you with removing it and configuring Windows Defender to be your security tool of choice. Are they open at, say, 11 o'clock at night or something I like that? I don't <laughs> remember their hours, but if you stick around, I'll look them up and let you know. <laughs> Thanks. No problem. Herbie. Hey, Herbie. They just did a boot camp update, I think, yesterday or this morning, maybe. So there's a boot camp update out there. Uh, Apple, Apple Disability actually can also remote into your Mac and control for you as well, just so you know. Yep. And... In in some instances, if you're especially if you're doing a presentation or you're concentrating deeply on a call, I can understand the the desire to not hear voiceover that interrupts your call. Another thing that you mentioned too, Herbie, that's that's very important is let's say you do want to take that call, you tap on that hold and accept button, and then you'll see on that screen a swap button or a uh, is merge available or do you or can you not? Okay. So you'd see a swap call, so you can swap between the calls or a merge call to bring people together uh, that you're talking to. So, yeah, yeah, there, there you go. I think so, a lot of it is the medium, you know, kind of makes a really big deal out of it. I mean, it's still well, very important. You should do it. It's good for everyone, you know, across all of your Apple devices, whether it's phone or computer. Um And because Apple opened WebKit to extensions, I don't think you can just say to unknown web pages because people are experimenting with different extensions as well. That may have an impact on it also. And one last thing, Herbie, before you go, shout out your bits for tonight. What do you got going on? And your credit card. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. So there we go. There we go. What time is that, Herbie? And what time is that tonight, Herbie? In the bits... There All right. Go. Thanks, Herbie. Have, and uh, we appreciate it. I have three more. Oh, three hands. Perfect. All right. Great. Thank, Thank you. you. 
I see three hands, all of which have asked questions. So I'm going to go with the one who has only asked one. Uh, so Pam, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sure I misunderstood something that someone said a while ago when we were talking about sending a call to voicemail. And I thought I heard someone say that if you press your power button, it'll send it to voicemail. But if you press your power button, it it'll it disconnects the call. Mm, mine does not. Mine does not either. If, if I get a call and I'm on the phone and call waiting comes in, I just hit oh. the power button and it sends okay. us the voicemail and nothing happens with the call I'm on. No, but but if if I'm not getting another call coming in, if I hit my um, power button, if I'm just on a phone call and I hit the power button, it'll disconnect. You that might have a weird be, setting. It doesn't. Yeah, for that me. must be a setting that that's different than you. Because I'm trying it right now, and pressing the power button just locks the screen. It doesn't end the call. Yeah, but and you're then on the call Zoom. waiting you're, number you're goes on, to no, I'm not. Not no, I'm not. I'm using my iPhone. I'm I'm on Zoom on my computer, but on my iPhone, yeah. I just made a phone call and pressed the lock button, and it yeah. it doesn't hang up the call. So I wonder if you may have a setting changed. I don't think so. It's been like that for years. Huh? Okay, well, I cannot duplicate that. So uh, appreciate you knowing that. So yeah, be conscious I'm of on, the fact I'm that on, pressing the power button yeah, could yeah. end the call. I am still on a I I am on a phone that has a home button. If I don't know if that makes a difference or not. Yeah, I don't I'm know either because I'm on the 11. So but no, I'm if on the 12. I were to if I were on a phone call and I were to press the power button one time when I'm on a phone call, it's going to disconnect me. Mine doesn't do that. I I don't know. Maybe look in your settings and see if you can what are you, look what at your home button you settings. On? What phone are you on, Marty? I've got the 12th. Okay. It may make a difference whether you have a home button or not. That could be. I don't have yep. any way to test it because I don't have a home button. <laughs> right, right. So thank you for letting us know that, Pam. Be conscious of that. And that could be the case. If your phone does have a home button, that, that may happen. And now I've got to find a phone with a home button and uh, play with that because that's, that's a it, very... It used it used to be that if if you wanted to send a call to voicemail, you would hit the power button twice, and that did it. Now, this was a long time ago, but, you know, now it'll disconnect you. Perfect. Well, thank you for that, Pam, and uh -huh. we appreciate it. Ten uh, minutes. Next, mm -hmm. thank, right, you, thank you, Travis. It looks like we got an iPhone mm -hmm. you do person have who has new not. one. Malcolm? Perfect. No, I mean, you could, so you can attend if you would like to. That does not mean that you're a member. You do need to member to download the, you know, the recorded version if you want to go back and listen to it later. If you do want to be a member, it's $20 a year and you can go on the Bits website and sign up there and make your payment there if that's something you want to do. They got a whole bunch of things they do during the week and on the weekend as well. Uh, and you could uh, hit up Herbie for more information or hit up their website. And that website is bits-acb.org. Yep. No, yeah, no problem. problem. Thank you for that. All uh, right. Let's Travis, go with Beth. Okay, Beth. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for that information about the bits. Do so you download, like, you go to the app store and you, 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 like, how would you record? No, it's the through the web, their website. So basically, when you become a member, you get access to their website and there's a section where they have all of the archived um, 
things that they have done. So like, for example, Herbie will do his event tonight and it'll be recorded. And then the next few days, it'll be posted up on the member section in the Bits website. And then if you're a member, you can go in there and you can download it to your computer and listen to it or save it and refer back to it. And there's a lot of them. They do it for all of their events. So there you go. So, so like, um, but how about if you're not a Bits member, like tonight? You have to be a Bits member. You got to be a Bits member, yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, so if you want the recordings, you have to be a member. Oh, okay, and and um, but but they like like ACB Media Five. Like, can I listen to it later? If like, if like, it's played, but you don't like, we can't guarantee when it'll be played and stuff. So if it's on ACB Media Five, then of course you don't have to be a member to uh, uh, listen right. to it. So yeah, uh, and I was. Oh, sorry. Um, I would recommend bringing your your bits questions to Herbie this evening, and he'd be glad to answer them. I'm volunteering him. I'm I'm going to interrupt you real quick because I do have someone who hasn't asked a question yet, and I want to make sure. sure we get everyone answered. Okay. Okay. Cool. Perfect. So, veteran doc, it is your turn. Go ahead and unmute, and we'll be glad to work with you. Well, thank you. Yeah. So, so it must be a, a setting Pam has changed and may have forgotten about, and and we appreciate that. Because I was going to go find someone who had an iPhone with a button, a home button to try it. So thank you for trying that, Veteran Doc. Appreciate it. Uh, Herbie, I see your hand, but I have another hand here of someone who hasn't asked. So I'm going to go to Carrie first. Go ahead, Carrie. Hey, Michael. So I played the same thing because I have two phones with me, one with a button and one without. Fancy. <laughs> so pushing pushing on the, the one with the button, pushing it twice went, took me straight to voicemail. Which okay. one is that, with or without the home button? With the home button. Two times on the power button, sends it to voicemail. Yes. Yep. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, so, so if you want to test other things, Michael, I can give you a different phone number to call me later. And yeah. We yeah, can play. Yeah. Bye. I, I knew you had a phone. I, I thought I knew you had a phone with a home button. You were one of the people I was going to check with later. So <laughs> appreciate it, Carrie. And uh, I'm going to get Herbie now because he's been patiently waiting. So go ahead, Herbie. So Herbie mentioned that it's best to go to the calls and listen to get the details or go to bits-acb.org and get the information. But for some reason in this Zoom recording, Herbie wasn't recorded. Not sure what happened there, but here you go. I'll finish wrapping it up and we appreciate it. I'm not seeing any other questions right now, Marty. So do you have anything you want to talk about uh, before we wrap up today? No, I'll just do some quick closing announcements. First and foremost, I want to say thank you to Travis for being our awesome host today. We appreciate it and much thank you to you. Again, September 13th, Blind Shell Classic 2. Don't forget about that. If you need to email us with any questions whatsoever, it's unmutepresents at gmail.com. And Michael? Nope, that's about it. So we thank each and every one of you for joining us. We'll be back next Tuesday, same time, same Zoom link, and I'll try to have more coffee next time. So thanks, Travis. Thanks, everyone. You guys have a beautiful rest of your day. Bye.